If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. It's the holidays. Can we just have some fun for the rest of 2023, please? Today we share this chat, which I feel is lost on our back feeds with the one, the only Vicky Box. We talk about it all. Brandy Glanville, Bravo, Housewives, Kelly Osborne's birthday bash, Miley Cyrus. Vicky and Brandy work together, and Vicky has a lot to say about Miss Glanville. I think is going through a tough time now. Hey, sit back. Let's have some fun. All right. Let's have a little bit of shade. This originally aired December 4th, 2020, basically almost three years ago. Sit back. Enjoy. Here is our chat with the one and only Miss Vicky Vox and happy Thanksgiving guys. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only Ms. Vicky Vox. Oh, hi, hello. Does anyone ever call you Victoria? Absolutely. Because I, <laughs> I don't know, I just, I have the urge to call you Victoria today. Um, actually, go for it, because my drag mother, Detox, she calls me Victoria Page Vox, and her last name is a cunt. <laughs> but we don't use that for business. That's not just when you're in trouble. She just calls you Victoria all the time. Yes. Well, it's, it's usually when she's drunk. Yeah. Well, you know, I imagine detox is drunk a lot. You wouldn't be wrong. Here's the thing. I actually am now thinking of it. My original drag name that I like got my Facebook page for it like 10 whole years ago. Okay. It was Vicky Victoria's Jam Box. I was Miss JV. I kind of like that. Yeah, we had to shorten that though. Where are you? You're in, remind me, you're in San Francisco or am I just making that up? I'm in Hollywood. Oh, well, mm -hmm. look at you all fancy in Hollywood over there. Oh, yes. And last night was a very Hollywood night. And for the first time in a long time, I got back to almost what life used to be. And ooh, I can't hang the way I used to. I'll tell you that. Well, okay, tell me about it. But where'd you go last night? Well, it was a private party, but I'll tell you who it was. It was Kelly Osborne's birthday. And her birthdays are wild. One year we were at um, Harry Houdini house. Another year, this year we were up at Yamashiro and like a whole section of this restaurant was basically just for the party. The pool, everything. There was a whole screen on the wall where Sharon Osborne showed up. Everybody in her family showed up on a screen because nobody was coming to a party. But also everybody that was at the party, it was a very limited number of guests. Everybody that was at the party got um, rapid testing before we went and sat down for dinner and things. It was quiet. Okay, so wait, what restaurant was this at? Yamashiro. And is that what it's called? Paul. I think that's what it's called. Well, honey, I'm not in LA. I mean, I know the Abbey and I know the Ivy and I know, you know, I know the basics, but I, I've never right. heard of it. Well, Yamashiro is this Japanese looking place on top of a hill behind the Magic Castle down the street from the, uh, like where the Kodak, is it called the Kodak Center? I don't know why. I might still be drunk from last night. You're welcome. Yeah, seriously, if all my guests would show up drunk, you know how happy I would be? Listen, but I, I didn't know yeah. on purpose, but I'm here, damn it. Okay, now let's just, how, how limited was this birthday party of Kelly Osborne's? Um, here's the thing. Like 20? This whole quarantine, I haven't been drinking because I've been home. Well, last night I decided to go ahead and let's reintroduce them with whiskey, right? But I don't really remember who was there. 
like it was a decent okay let me i can do the math there was a bunch of tables and if each table had about eight that's like eight times like six seven whatever that is like 50 people okay so that's not huge yeah yeah no it was not it was absolutely not huge it wasn't even like wild wild but it was still like this is really happening and we're all turning up because this is your birthday and you got rapid tested going in so that's very Mm -hmm. safe and Sharon and Ozzy and Jack weren't there, but they appeared on the wall. They yes, there was video. a whole, like, I don't even know how old Kelly is. Um, but she, there was a whole, like, montage of, like, baby photos and, like, all of that playing with, like, you know, real touching songs. Don't know what they were anymore, but they were touching in the moment. And then it was, like, Sharon going, hi, I love you. We miss you. Come to the house. <laughs> Oh my God. Now, how does one Miss Victoria Vox get invited to Miss Kelly Osborne's birthday party? Well, it was, it was a cross between I was working and living. What had happened was years ago, when I first started drag, I did not go the like typical drag queen, let me work in this bar, let me do these competitions, let me work for free and a drink ticket. Like I didn't do that shit. I went and auditioned for a nightclub over here at the Roosevelt Hotel. It was called Beach's Madhouse. And Jeff Beecher <clears throat> was this wild, like he was very, um, what's that What's that best in show? Who was that about? The movie best in show? Mm-hmm. Like was Christopher Guest? I don't remember. But you know how like the circus freaks and all this? Jeff Beecher was very good at putting together a cast of freaks. We had the world's smallest stripper, the world's tallest stripper. We have a bearded lady. We had people, little people dressed like oompa loompas, and then they would fly the little people for bottle service with magnums of champagne on the ceiling. They flew them on the ceiling to like songs like, I believe I can fly. <laughs> what do you mean they flew them on the ceiling? Okay, so hold on. You worked at this place that had all these misfits? Yeah. <laughs> and okay, just listen, like this is okay. So, and then there were little people and yeah. they put them up in the air towards the ceiling with magnums. Right. Some of them, they would ha- put them in a harness. Okay. There was like a rigging system. So they would fly literally on the ceiling with a spotlight to the table that had ordered bottle service. And they would drop the little person down and they would do the bottle service and they would raise them back up and they would go away. Everything was part of a show there, like everything. Okay, do you see my, like, I mean, I, I live in New York. Like, I am the most jaded person. Like, sadly, sadly, like, just nothing gets me excited anymore. People right. are like, you have the biggest guests in the world on your podcast. You don't seem excited. I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I'm here. I'm just listening. I love everyone. I mean, this, that's how I feel about this it. This sounds like one of the best things I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. It was wild. I just remembered that it was also started by David Arquette. So it was Jeff Beecher, who was like the ringmaster. And then you had David Arquette, who was like the creative director, and Kelly Osborne, who was just like putting her name on some shit, right? Because it was around that time for her. And I walked in the room to audition, and Jeff Beecher, who was a very um, macho Hollywood kind of man, the kind of one that like demands that there's a line outside just so that people think that something's going on, but he doesn't let any people from that line in the club. It was all part of the moment. Anyway, Kelly goes, Jeff. I want a drag queen. Vicky will be my drag queen. So now, mind you, I'm audition. I'm on stage auditioning. They cut off my music, and Kelly and Jeff are in the like giant room, yelling at each other, going, "I don't want a drag queen. Vicky's gonna be my drag queen." Anyway, Kelly championed me, and that was my first paycheck. Yeah. And. Okay, so he ran it, her name was on it, and mm-hmm. she just saw you for what? Like you performed for three minutes and she was just like, that's it? Yeah, I've seen it wasn't enough. even a full three minutes. I was singing Natural Woman and I was rolling around on the ground. As I, I used to do like a whole pig and shit number where I would be like, yeah, make me feel. And I would like roll around, kicking my shoes off, throwing my wig off. They were like, we need this. Jeff was like, I don't see it. Well, 10 years later, you're the fuck I am. <laughs> Wow. So really, so you got your first big break from Kelly Osbourne. Mm-hmm. Outside of the drag community. This was like a Hollywood, Hollywood show. Were you, like, did she call you off stage? I mean, you were just standing there while she was screaming, like, Vicky's my drag queen and I want a drag queen. Yeah, I didn't even know that she was in the room at the time. She told me this story later. I was like, who's yelling? This is uncomfortable. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I love this time of year. It's Thanksgiving. The holidays have officially arrived and the celebrating has started. I love my martinis. You guys know this. I had three of them last night. And guess what? I feel great today because I have used my Waterboy. Waterboy is a hydration powder scientifically formulated to cut your hangover time in half. It really works. You know how hungover I should be with three martinis, but I feel great. I've tried other hydration packs on the market, but nothing worked. That is until I found Waterboy with zero. Zero sugar and over three times the electrolytes of Liquid V, your hangover will stand no chance. Unlike their competitors, Waterboy has added specific ingredients beyond hydration to help with all the other things which come from drinking. Nausea, that anxiety feeling, ugh, that's the worst, and fatigue. I think I'm going to drink three more martinis tonight. Hundreds of thousands of people already trust Waterboy as their hangover cure. It's time to stop dealing with anxiety alone. For a limited time, my listeners get an exclusive 15% off discount count with our link at waterboy.com forward slash velvet. That's 15% off at waterboy.com forward slash velvet. It's time to ho-ho hydrate this holiday season. Yesterday, I had one of those days in New York where I was on the go all day. So I had a dress for like a morning brunch, afternoon coffee, then a movie, then out for drinks at night, which is not easy to do, but I looked cute. It was a great day until it started to pour. I did not have an umbrella because I was not expecting rain. I ended up getting a little wet, still showed up for dinner cute, but my feet and socks were dry as can be. That's because I had on my Vessies. I wore my Vessies because it's hard to find a pair of shoes that would look cute for a morning brunch, afternoon coffee, and a night out in New York City. Vessies do, but the best thing, they're waterproof. So rain, mud, slush, and snow, your feet and socks stay completely dry. They're comfortable, they're lightweight, and they're attractive and stylish. So if you're gearing up for the ultimate Black Friday, Cyber Monday shopping spree, and you're eager to snag the best deals on footwear, this season, head to Vessi.com slash velvet and dive into their Black Friday Cyber Monday sale from 1117 to 1127. Go to Vessi.com slash velvet and enjoy exclusive discounts during Vessi's biggest sale of the year. If you're like me, you don't trust tap water. And you guys know I drink so much coffee. So I was making all this coffee at home using tap water and it totally freaked me out. And that's how I first discovered and bought an AquaTrue. AquaTrue is a water purifier that uses a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. What does that mean? It means that it removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And it's so much more affordable than drinking bottled water. Do you know that one set of their filters from their classic purifier makes 4,500 bottles of water. Their filters last six months to two years, and that comes out to less than three cents a bottle. Right now, I have an exclusive offer for all of you guys, my podcast listeners, available for a limited time during this Black Friday sale. This week, my listeners receive a massive 25% off any AquaTrue water purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code VELVET25 at checkout. Also, AquaTrue offers a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee and a 30-day money-back program. That's 25% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code VELVET25. You know, I love staying in all day and doing this podcast. You know, actually, Americans spend 90% of their time indoors. And around the holidays, it can seem like even more. That's all great. But listen, according to the EPA, indoor air can be as much as 100 times more polluted than outdoor air. That's why I have an air doctor. With a high-quality air purifier, all you have to do is breathe, which is why you too need air doctor. Air doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. 
cold so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor uses a filter that's been independently tested to capture 99.9% of tested bacteria and viruses. It's time to get peace of mind with Air Doctor. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. For Black Friday, Air Doctor is offering a limited-time exclusive deal to my podcast listeners. With promo code VELVET23, you can save up to $350 off purifiers, 20% off filters, and get a free three-year extended warranty on any purifiers in your cart. Don't miss out on this amazing offer and head to airdoctorpro.com and shop using the code VELVET23. So she and the owner or whatever he was, was like, I don't see a drag queen. I see little people flying through the air, but not a drag queen. Right. Because I don't, I really don't know what it was, but he eventually gave in to her. And then she and I would plan out performances. We had all kinds of numbers, but the one that stuck is basically for four years, every Wednesday and every Saturday night, I would go to work here and I would sing S&M. And like Rihanna's SM in like a full chain and like leather and boots and all of this. And my whole job was to shake my titties and then go make everyone in the audience feel incredibly uncomfortable by like doing splits over the table or <laughs> taking Leonardo DiCaprio's head and shoving it in my breast. Like that was my job for a very long time. And whose idea was this SM Rihanna? That was Kelly's idea? Mm hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. mind you she also had me doing with a bunch of the little people we did um we would switch it up and we would do performances of kiss they called us tiny kiss and i was the lead singer with the full little people air band so you were like Gene it sounds Sa- crazy i promise i'm not this crazy because i'm drunk this is what actually happened in my life no this doesn't sound crazy this sounds absolutely fucking fascinating. Like, I don't even know where to begin. There's so many. Okay, so let's just go back to, this is not where I thought the direction of this conversation was going. Guys, we have a lot to get into here today. But like, okay, so you were on stage and then you got hired. Like, when did you, when were you told and that Kelly Osborne was the one hiring you to work in this nightclub? It was was one of the rehearsals before like opening night when you kind of like all the talent. Because there was, it was me, and then there was, like, this girl singer who, like, always sang, like, some, like, give me fever, feel when you're in. She would sing, like, some jazz standard while she had, like, four burlesque, uh, burlesque dancers behind her with, like, the whole wooden chair and, like, very sultry, all that kind of stuff. They would do a new routine every week. I never did a new routine. But um, so those dancers, there was also these three gay boy dancers and they would come out in like short shorts and glitter and rhinestones and sequins and feathers. And they would come out to YMCA. Of course. And do a whole routine. We also had like contortionist. There was Bendy Bonnie. There was also Busty Heart where she would take her right breast and smash watermelons, beer cans, a brick. Okay. We also had the world's oldest stripper. She was hysterical. She would tap. She would do a tap number as she... <laughs> Did Kelly love being a part of this? Oh, absolutely. She would... She, there were times when it, like, if it was Miley Cyrus's birthday or um, Evan Roth's birthday, because, you know, it was very young Hollywood. And it wasn't even like, you're not, I'm not name dropping. These are the people that were just in the club. Actually, uh, the only time I ever got fired was because of Evan Roth. Okay, honey, this is behind the velvet rope. So we, we get out of bed to name drop here. So... <laughs> Here you are rewarded for your name dropping. Just let's put that. All it's right. Fine. So all of this shit actually happened. So. <laughs> uh, oh, I believe you. So wait. Okay, slow down. So okay. you, Kelly. Like, what was your relationship like with her? Like, do you have a funny Kelly story from like back in the day? I'm like obsessed with Miss Osborne. I've met her once. She's, she's phenomenal. She's everything. She's basically. Um, she was raised by drag queens, and she's just that person. She is Kelly Osborne all the time. There's no turning off for her. Um, we would just have a grand old time. I would barely do my job. And we would just be sitting backstage in the dressing room, kikiing, getting lit, talking all kinds of stuff. And she also has really good taste in men, like super good taste in sex and me. She's very good at that. 
Like she always had a hot guy around. Always. She had a very hot, she, she shouldn't tell her business, but she had a very hot few around her last night. I was like, go ahead, girl, get your birthday. All right. Mm-hmm. She had like her little male harem. Absolutely. Back to what we were saying is in rehearsals and things is when like any cast bonds, like before an actual show show. So it was kind of a cabaret show. It was kind of like circus freak performances. There was like sword followers. Like there was the whole gamut. There was this man, as I'm talking about it, I'm remembering more. There That's was okay. This man who would wear nothing but a towel and go out on stage. The curtain would open and he would just be there standing with a can of shaving cream. And he would put, empty the whole can in his hands and then like just put it on his face and start molding the shaving cream into like the devil. And then he would turn it into like a smiley face and then a puppy, like all in like two and a half minutes. He did all of this and had it all over his body. I was like, this is the weirdest thing. There was also a guy who wore nothing but a silver thong and silver body paint. And he would just, he closed the show by just doing some trance house Burning Man number where he just did the split on chairs where like he stood on two chairs and then they separated. Mind you, he was fine. Like he was fine. He sounds fine. Sexy standing there going, I like to party. This was a song. I like to party. And (laughs) his legs would separate. He would do the split, show's over. (laughs) Was this, so like, I mean, was this like a supper club? Like young Hollywood would sit there and drink and eat? Like you you sat at a seat, mm -mm. right? No? I mean, there were like tables, but the tables, okay. it was a mess. It, it, was, it was definitely like a club, club, club. Did you like, did you hang out with Kelly a lot like outside of this or it was all just like she was there all the time while you were working? She was there all the time. The, the like getting to know Kelly happened over the years. Like once we left that, because I mean, we also did pick up gigs for like different charities. We did one in um, New Orleans for the Super Bowl. We did another one for like some Canadian hockey league. They were fun then. And like, so it was just like all the, the traveling for the gigs is kind of where we bonded. And then randomly, um, I knew that Kelly had my back because she was doing a show. I don't remember what the show was, but it was like a celebrity cooking competition. And they would basically, it was like dinner guests of celebrities would get cooked a dinner by these other celebrities. And it was like Lance Bass and Brandy and Ray J. It was very strange. And Kelly was like, cause it was gonna be on Fox. She goes, I want Vicky to do this with me. Cause I really want to fuck it up. Like I want to make them uncomfortable. Vicky come do this. So, so you she brought me to her dinner party. <laughs> so you went like on the TV with her. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that was, oh God, thinking back. She also got into it that night with Brandy um, Glanville. Like, Hardcore got into it. Cuffed Brandy out. Mind you, we drink on set, right? This is back when Kelly drank. She was in her feelings, and Brandy said something rude, but like unintentionally rude. And Kelly was not having it. Now, mind you, all I'm doing is just poking Kelly under the table. I'm like, I don't want to correct you because we're on camera right now, but girl, you are going in. <laughs> you are letting Miss Brandy have it. <laughs> I remember what it was. Brandy said, because we were like critiquing the food and Brandy was like, I wouldn't eat this. This is a waste of calories. And that set Kelly off because it was talking about like body issues and all of this, which Kelly actually has like a huge like platform. Like she really gives a fuck about how people feel about this stuff and doesn't want that message ever out there because mental health, emotional health is extremely important to her. Well, Brandy did not know how to receive that. It was quite intense. She's like, I said what I said. And Kelly's like, yeah, but you should be careful. Because now you're saying that certain food is worth eating, others are not. Girl, if you don't like it, just say you don't like it and move on. Don't talk about the calories. Don't make it about a body thing. Like, either eat it or don't. Girl, I got intense. Because I don't think Brandy backs down. No, sure didn't. Sure did not. And I think Brandy's guest was some dude that nobody knew. It was like, her BFF boyfriend, non-boyfriend thing. I didn't know if he was a homosexual or a heterosexual. He was just kind of mammy. Yeah. Looked very good, but didn't say anything worth a damn. 
So I wonder. I that I did all this shit. To be very honest. I wonder, well, that's what being hungover does for one. It, it, mm-hmm. which you see clearly. I have to figure out which, I can't imagine what show on Fox this would be. Jamie, I think Jamie Oliver was one of the hosts of the show. I'm going to have, maybe like my dinner guest or something like that. I'm going to have to that. Google Hold on. I have a phone. Like, I'm just like, so, I'm just like, so intrigued. Because Lance Bass, like, I remember eating Lance Bass's food. Oh I mean, my god, like I can't bad. even like cold. You can edit this, right? Hold on. I can't even imagine what well, I mean, like we can talk through it too at the same time, but I can't even imagine. So it was called My Kitchen Rules. Who was the host? Mm-hmm. I'm so I mean Jamie Oliver sounds like it could be the host. Um Tis the season, and I've been hearing from so many of you that what you're thankful for this year is honey law. Why? Because there's nothing worse than suffering from an uncomfortable bra or shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized the bra and shapewear game. There's no reason you should still be dealing with uncomfortable underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat in your bras and undergarments. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the needs for underwire without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft you won't want to take it off. So many of you write to me and say that you sleep in your Honey Love bra because you forget you even have a bra on. Their best-selling crossover bra is so comfortable, it's bound to be your new go-to. All the ladies in my life are getting Honey Love bras and shapewear this holiday season. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save up to 50% off site-wide at honeylove.com velvet this month only. Inventory is limited and the sale ends soon, so don't miss their best deals of the year. After you purchase, we'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. It's time to ditch the underwire for good, thanks to Honey Love. I've been so honest with you guys over the past year about my struggle with my weight, and I'll admit it, for me, eating is an emotional experience. When I get stressed out and whatever with this job, I turn to food for comfort. And that's why when I heard of Noom, it made so much sense to me, because Noom helps manage weight through a psychology-based approach. They understand that a lot of us eat for emotional needs. So many weight loss programs that I tried focused on what I eat, but Noom is using science to help me understand why I eat. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Noom's psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part, you decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. How awesome is that? Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. You know how when someone says to you, oh my God, where did you get that? Well, this holiday season, your answer is going to be Uncommon Goods. Uncommon Goods is just that. It's a website full of, well, Uncommon Goods, goods that you're not going to find anywhere else. They have so many things that are so unique and one of a kind. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free so you don't have to look all around at a whole bunch of different websites. It's one website. Everyone on my list is getting something from Uncommon Goods. I just got a really good friend of mine, a New York City Skyline chess set. And for another friend, I got custom message shortbread cookies. That's right. It's a box of cookies, but I have personal messages for this particular friend. You can customize the messages. Isn't that awesome? These gifts are so personal. Right now, you can get 15% off your next gift. All you have to do is go to uncommongoods.com slash velvet. That's uncommongoods.com slash velvet for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Welcome to the country's most exclusive boarding school, Bishop Gray, where rules mean nothing and money means everything. Academy is a new scripted podcast that follows Ava Richards, played by HBO Industries' Myhala Harold, a brilliant scholarship student who has to quickly adapt to her newfound eat or be eaten world. Her ambitions take hold and her values bend in hopes of becoming the first scholarship student to make the list. Bishop Gray's all-coveted academic top 10. 
curated by the headmaster himself. Becoming a chosen one means she's on the path to big things. After realizing there's no way she'll make the list on her own, she accepts an invitation to an underground society that promises her one of the ten coveted spots. If she bends to their will for her own success, she could have everything she's ever dreamed of. But at what cost? Ava must navigate a game of high-stakes chess and risk throwing it all away for love. If she makes the right moves, she could be set for life. But one misstep could cost her everything. Academy takes you into the world of a cutthroat private school where power, money, and sex collide in a game of life and death. Prime members, you can binge all 10 episodes of Academy on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Yeah. Was, oh, no. I lied. It wasn't Jamie Oliver. Curtis Stone. <laughs> oh. Curtis Stone. Curtis Stone cute. and Kat Cora. Oh, my God. I have to. Was this on air when Kelly and Brandy had this huge fight or was like edited? I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Naomi Judd was also on this show. What happens when, what happens, like, you go away for all these things with Kelly? Like, I imagine when one goes away for a weekend with Kelly, like, for all these causes, like, I imagine Kelly treats everyone like gold, I would imagine. Kelly treats, I mean, from what I've seen of her, now, mind you, I'm not, like, in her inner, inner circle, um, but everything I've ever seen of Miss Kelly, she has always treated everyone like she's known them forever, even if she just met them. Everyone is like perma family for her. Do you have any? She doesn't like somebody, then good fucking luck. Do you have like a funny, like a one-off funny Kelly story that we would be like, oh wow. I mean, the only ones that come to mind. I don't know that she wants out there because she's in different places right now, and (laughs) her drinking days were quite wild. Like I was there when that one engagement was no longer an engagement. We don't talk about that. (laughs) <laughs> when she ended her engagement. Well, um, it's not that she ended the engagement. It's that she took some courses of action that basically said we're no longer engaged. Well, and that makes... Been... Now, what? talk to me about Mr. Evan Ross. Like, you were fired because of him at oh, this yeah. job? Well, technically fired, but, like, not really fired. Okay, so it was the... It was the weekend that Whitney Houston passed away. And okay. I am quite a rude, rude individual. And I was at a certain point in my drag where I was just contrary to be contrary. Just like aggressive to be aggressive. They said, Vicky, since you know we're going to do a Whitney tribute, would you sing I Want to Dance with Somebody? And I said, well, I don't do impressions and I'm definitely not going to impersonate Whitney, but I will perform that. And then they said something else, and I was like, okay, but, like, if I'm going to do it, I want to, like, start in a bathtub. Like, if we're going to do it, like, I want to do, like, the full, ridiculous, rude as fuck performance. That didn't go over. I knew they had a bathtub because there was a stripper who did a whole champagne routine in, like, one of those clawfoot bathtubs. So I knew we had one. Anyway, the compromise was that a little person would go out lip-syncing the beginning of the song as Whitney. So we had little Whitney. And then my big ass came out. Now, I came out on stage saying, I want to dance with somebody. Like, fully singing the house down. As I'm performing, I then take a joint out of my wig. It's not, it wasn't a real joint at the time. But I had rolled one. And I was smoking it on stage as I was singing. And I was calling for Bobby. And then I took um, a big bag of what we will call cocaine. It was just powder. Threw it all over the floor. <laughs> and then people in the front row came up, like these girls, and right in the front row, came up on the stage and started cutting all the flour that I had put on the floor into lines and rolling around on it. After that, I was like, oh, I'm not done. There's still a whole other minute in the song. So this is where I went too far. Mind you, she had just died, and I'm this rude. I pulled out a meth pipe and put that in my mouth. Oh, and well that was the limit Evan Ross stole one of the other MC's microphones and was like I love you I respect you but I do not respect that and that was out of line and da 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 granted he wasn't wrong like I was absolutely n- not 
polite. And it did not fly with him because I think he is Whitney's godchild. Yes, really? I think so. And um, I didn't think Diana Ross was connected to Whitney, really. But maybe I'm wrong. Is in Hollywood, you never know how everybody's connected. He was not feeling it. And he basically had me, they came backstage right after the number. Before the number, I said, if I don't get fired tonight, I'm never getting fired. And right after the number, the stage manager comes back and goes, Vicky, we have to escort you off the premises. I said, fine. Let's balance. Well, it might go down if you're caught outside by yourself. So we're going to escort you out and don't bother coming back to work. Mind you, first time I got fired, I thought I was really fired, like for real. Three days later, I was supposed to be at work. And I'm like, I'm not going. They fired me. Like, I don't work there. Well, I get a call because I'm supposed to be on stage at 1.30 in the morning. I get a call at 1.15. Where are you? Oh, I thought I was fired. No, Evan's not here tonight. Get to work. <laughs> um, well, I mean, normally when you're escorted off the premises, you feel like you're not allowed to go back. Yeah. Right, right. Well, that wasn't the case for me. So Evan just got up and like grabbed the mic and was like, mm-hmm. let's shut this shit down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, which was wild for him because he is not necessarily the most outspoken person. He's usually pretty chill. He is. Was he with Ashley Simpson that night? I don't was think it? she was there. I feel like where he was sitting was like a whole marina in the diamond section. Because they just sit in the back by the back bar. And who else? You said you did. You really do splits on mm-hmm. a table that Leonardo DiCaprio was sitting at. Oh, absolutely. Um, my favorite was making Eddie Murphy uncomfortable. Because, you know, he had that whole, like, story with the trans woman and everything. So that was fun for me. Um, what happened? Miley so Cyrus it? always had the same table, and she used to get lit. She was a good time. She was a really good time. One of the most loving individuals. You know how there's, like, angry drunks? There's party drunks. There's sad drunks. Miley is a joyful drunk. Well, back, in the, back then she was. Joyful. I don't even know if she was drinking, because she was just a joy to be around. Like, that smile of her. It'd be a dark ass room, and you knew exactly where Miley was. Who else was there? And Miley was always like fun. I mean, I could see mm-hmm. her this being was long hair, brown hair, Molly. Molly. Wow. Molly. I'm doing great. Anything with her? Like, did she ever come backstage? Oh yeah, she used to come backstage and kick it. She actually, um, this is before she had that like whole twerking era of her life. Um, she actually took one of the performers, Amazon Ashley, on tour with her. She's in a bunch of her music videos. She's the big one with the big old butt, like just a big lady. She was the world's tallest stripper. She just picked her up at this club and is like, you're coming on tour with me. Well, Miley came backstage and one night she was, because she was like planning her tour. And she was like, this is also the time when I was with DWV. So I was in my own bubble and I was just doing this for the, the coins. Um, I was going on my own tour. Miley was like, Vicky, Ashley, I want you to be my background singers on tour. I was like, you're kidding. Like, you're joking. She's like, no, I'm talking with the team. We're going to make it happen. Now, I clearly didn't go on tour with her. Ashley did, but she also went on tour as like a Christmas tree. So I don't know that everything worked out exactly the way we planned, but it worked out. Was Miley maybe a little drunk when she, you know... Oh, invited absolutely. you guys. Oh, absolutely. I love a drunk Hollywood promise. I love it. Right? Nobody, nobody ever thinks it's actually going to happen. Just like lunch. We ain't going to lunch. No, we're not going to lunch. No. I mean, I'm a very happy drunk too, so I get it. Like, I like, when I'm drunk, I'm ready to go, like, fly around the world with you. Like, I, everything sounds great. I'm like, yeah, we're yeah. going to, yeah, like, we're going to fly tomorrow around the world for, it's all good. And then you wake up and you're sober and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm not doing any of that. Exactly. You know what was wild? I was just thinking, okay, so as we're talking, I'm like, maybe I should think about who else was there. Pete Wentz used to show up all the time. That one I always thought was a little weird. So was Davey, um, Davey Havoc. Who's that? Now. Straight Edge um, Band. I remember singing, uh, because there was also this band called Top Shop. And they would wear... Like they would cross dress, but they would they were just like wearing like metallic skirts and like it was weird. But they would sing pop songs. And I remember them singing like some pop song and then the person was there. Now I can't remember who it was. What was Leonardo DiCaprio like? He just sat there when you did splits, like anything exciting happened well, with him. 
he, there was times where he, he, he would hide. He always had a baseball hat on. But like, he was clearly living his best life. But you know, not trying to get caught. I remember one time, was it Russell Crowe? I think it was Russell Crowe. Who was in the 300 movie? You know, that big old muscly Australian. That matter. sounds, Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman, you know, no. Hugh Jackman. Oh. Whomsoever this may have been, he had to come backstage to talk to me because he didn't want to be seen cavorting with a drag queen because there was rumors swirling around that he was bisexual. When in reality, he was bisexual. So I was like, this is, we're having, why are we having this conversation, sir? You know, I don't give a damn, first of all. And why did you have to come back here to tell me that you respect me, but you couldn't tell me in front of other people? You didn't want no pictures? This was weird. This was, whatever. And you don't know if it was Russell Crowe or not? No, it was definitely, was it Russell Crowe? I don't know any other Russell. I'm really bad with like. I'm usually really good at like the name game, but you know, I'm still drunk from last night, so that's fine. And you've never run into Evan uh, Ross after that, I imagine. Um, I, if, I, if, I, if I've seen him, it hasn't been like an issue. I don't think people really look at me most of the time. You know who else used to be there? Do you know Megan Good? Megan Good was a good time. You mean like Megan Good? The actress. Yeah. yeah. She was a very good time. Really? Mm-hmm. What about Eddie Murphy? Like what happened with that? Oh, I don't know that he stayed very long. And he, he didn't come very often. Is he a little uncomfortable around drag queens? Oh, absolutely, because we know the tea. We know we, what happened. Well, yeah, we do know what happened. Oh, I got it. Gerard Butler. That was it. That's who it was? So wait, so Gerard Butler came in and was there. Mm-hmm. Came and then, backstage to tell me that he loved my performance, but he didn't want to be seen with me in public. He said to you, I don't want to be seen with you in public? Mm-hmm. I can't have pictures because people are already spreading rumors that I'm bisexual, which I am. And I just wanted to tell you. And I was like, why are we having this conversation? I don't understand. I'm going to go put my kids makeup on. Okay, bye. <laughs> so after he told you, I can't be seen with you and I am bisexual, you were just like, okay, like, I don't know why you're telling me this. Yeah. Okay, that's not my business. I mean, was, was he hitting on you? It didn't feel like that. I feel like, I mean, maybe. Also, I'm kind of oblivious when people do the hitting on me. You are. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm like, not, if, if I'm in work mode, I'm not thinking about that. I don't see you. I'm worried about putting my tits on. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I didn't realize you had all of this and all of these. Oh, I'm, I'm actually over here trying to think. There, who is, okay, Gene Simmons, right? He was kissed. His yes. son was, is his son named Paul? Well, oh, there's. No, his son had gorgeous hair and he was tall and gorgeous. Like, yes. Kind of gorgeous to like make you melt in front of him. All you have yeah. to do is look at you. The son is tall with good hair and he's really Four. cute. Mm-hmm. And very kind. Very kind. Gene Simmons seems like a really kind guy. Yeah, the, the family's been around a couple events. They're really sweet. Huh. You know who, who you, you wouldn't expect to be so sweet? Ozzy Osbourne is one of the sweetest individuals I've ever come across. Ever. And he gives really cute hugs, even though he acts like he doesn't. Did he, so he came in with Sharon, like when Kelly was there? Um, I'm sure. But I, I feel like I've, I've been to events for him. Like Jack did a documentary and they like previewed yeah. there um, about Ozzy. Ozzy's birthday, always a good turn up. Always. So you've you been to Marilyn Ozzy's? Manson, you have, Marilyn Manson was there all the time. All the time. How is all he? He's one of those people like, that. you know how you know somebody's a professional partier? They look sober. Mm. That's how you know. A professional partier looks like they coo. Whereas like an amateur hour gets twisted and has to sit on the curb and like eat a street dog. No. Marilyn Manson, he just stays like steady. So I don't know if he was sober or not. All I know is that like he just had a very consistent vibe. He's actually one of the only people that I've ever fangirled over, and I don't fangirl over him. But I was really drunk one night. 
and I decided this was at Ozzy's birthday party last yeah. year, the year before. I said, Marilyn, I just want to thank you for all that you've done for the community. You don't even know that you're doing it. Girl, it was so embarrassing. He tried to book it away from me. And I was like, whatever. I'm doing what? Wow. I sat next to Eve and tried to party with Eve. I really was getting around. And Ozzy's parties are just so much fun. I mean, I would imagine they would be. I mean, think about it. it you have Sharon, Ozzy, Kelly. They're just the network of wild individuals that just surrounds their universe. And like everyone just shows up. Sarah Gilbert, lovely human being. Lovely. Lovely. Really? And Sarah's Sa- the kind of individual that like, I don't even think we spoke much. I just remember her looking at me and like I wanted to tell her thank you for looking at me. Did anything, did you ever have any funny stories with Ozzy? I feel like Ozzy used to like act like he was uncomfortable with me and then I would just put his head in my tits and we'd be fine. And he's used to it. Yeah, he gets it. And so you don't, okay, so you were drunk, fine. I, I get drunk all the time. You don't remember who was at Kelly Osborne's birthday party last night? There's got to be some Ooh. people who were there. Honestly. Um, I did meet this girl named Lala. I don't know what she does, but she was- Lala like, Kent from Vanderpump Rules? No, 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 no. This is, this is a black Lala. Because I almost just had like a heart attack right here. Listen, if I run into any of those Vanderpump Rules cast people, I'm going to let them know about themselves, okay? Because first of all, they have this... Hold on, let me bring that in because I don't need to lose my mind. Um, you could say what you want. I am... Okay, I'm about to go on a tangent. Hold on to your horses. So, Lisa Vanderpump has ruined that block of West Hollywood. Like, ruined it. The amount of, like, lucky lose and tourists that like have no concept of the world going on around them. Like, why are you looking at me? Yes, I am a professional cross-dressing clown and I'm over 300 pounds, but that does not mean that I'm out of place here. You are out of place here. This is my home. Why are y'all looking at me like I'm crazy because you're waiting for a drink at Tom Tom? Girl, get out of here. Uh-uh. Which is awful. Awful, awful, awful. And all those kids, I call them kids because they act like children. Um, it's just a vibe. Like, what is? What does she have down the street? I don't know. But the one on the corner. Pump. Well, there's Sir. Uh-huh. Pump. Pump. Tom. Tom. Yeah. Trash. I'll say it. I don't give a damn. It's trash. It. I mean, it looks like Lisa Vanderpump, so that's why it's cute. That food was not it. That food was not it. You can walk by and smell it and go. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, I think they try to attract people more for the drinks and the extracurricular. Let me let me not be a hater. I support. You can be a hater. I fully support a hustle. However, know your territory, and I mean that in like the most considerate and compassionate way. The most that Lisa has done was throw up some uh, floats for the pride parade. The rest of the year, you don't see gay shit over there. They don't even have gay cast members. When you're in WeHo, this, the area code is 90069. That is homosexual stuff. Huh? Like, come on now. You don't even have a gay night? Get out of here. Get out of here with that. Take that somewhere else. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting hot. <clears throat> No, it's okay. No, so you think, right, like she, you're saying like she has the floats in the parade, which we see on the TV. Just for TV, yeah. And then nothing Mind else. you, she didn't have gay people on her floats. She had her straight cast members wearing rainbows. I'm not mad at an ally, but an ally does not have the lived experience. No. To know what the hell they're talking about. They had secondhand well, Pump is like a gay bar, per se. Sure, it's in the neighborhood. But, like, locals don't be going there. That's, the locals do not want to go. Let me go to Pump for a cocktail. No, girl. The Abbey is two doors down. And then you have Mother Lode, which is dirty as hell, and it's great. 
that's another door down. And so like my, the beaches, like a, a real fun new one is over here. Like, girl, we're not going into pumps to like find, hook up, have a good, we're not going to pump to dance. That's not happening. Anyway, let me stop talking about that. Lisa Vanderpump is also the reason I stopped eating meat. She's the reason you stopped eating meat? Mm-hmm. She's the reason. Lisa Vanderpump is the reason I stopped eating meat. Why? Would you like me to tell you why? Yes. Oh, I mean, please do. You can't just make a statement like that. Like I know. I know. I did that. I, I knew what I was doing. So. Of course you did. Back when she was on that show that she was on. <clears throat> I do love the housewife. Um, and because I was such a fan, I was like religious about watching it and like would watch them multiple times because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, and Lisa was on this like, what do you call it? She was really championing her like activism for the dog meat festival. Like she was very against it. Now I was at a place in my life where I was arguing with the TV because I like to call everybody a hypocrite when they're a hypocrite because it's reality TV. You get stuck. Sometimes you say stuff one day and they record it. And then the next day you say something else, it's the opposite, but it's already on tape. So now you look crazy. Mind you, everything I've known in my life can change in the next five minutes. So like I understand why people flip flop. Now, when it comes to her activism, which I support, very here for, I had a problem with her telling another culture what is acceptable treatment of their food and what is acceptable to eat as food. Girl, did you look at any of your menu? You have veal. Do you know how they get veal? That is not acceptable treatment of an animal to me. But you're going to be mad at a dog because you have dogs? Somebody has deer in their backyard. Somebody has a cow, but you have burgers on your menu. Like, my friend growing up had a cow named Daisy with the biggest lashes in the world. I never, like, told her not, you know, like, if you're going to tell somebody not to do something, make sure that you're not doing it yourself. And the fact that, like, I really wanted to cuss her out about it, and I was sitting at home on my couch, and I was like, okay, this has nothing to do with me, and I'm in my feelings. I looked at my dog, and I said, biscuit. I would never eat you. I would hope that nobody would want to eat you. What can I do about this biscuit? Well, I can stop eating other animals myself. That's what I can do. That way, my, my, my slate is clean. So it's all because of Lisa and her, her having veal on the menu. And she, you... led, she led me to an epiphany, yes. I, I, I can see this. Yeah, I got there. I haven't had meat since. It's been three or four years, something like that. Was, so how does Kelly, I mean, she's sober now, so I guess mm-hmm. she still has fun at her parties even without. You know what Kelly's really good at? I call her diva dip. They call, like the Irish goodbye, that kind of stuff. All of a sudden, you'll see Kelly and Kiki and having a good laugh. She has a very pronounced laugh. And then you turn around, where the hell did Kelly go? She's real good at ghosting. She just disappears. Me too. Art. Me too. When I, listen, I, I hate, there's nothing I hate more than a drunk goodbye. I, I hate it. So I will have, when I'm on my third martini and then I'm like, now I'm seeing stars, I just dip. I, I don't want to say goodbye. I don't want to hear it. I just want to dip. And, you know, if you yeah. don't hear from me within 48 hours, then something happens. But short of that, don't worry about me. I'm in a cab. That part. Also, I didn't notice a lot because I spent a really good amount of time reading Dorothy Wang's tarot cards. Okay. Okay. Slow <laughs> it down. We had a hum moment, me and Dorothy Wang. First, first you're saying there's nobody there. Now, the, the classic Miss Dorothy Wang from Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. I don't even think I knew who it was for a second. I was just kicking in. She, she lives gorgeous, by the way. She's gorgeous. She lives in the century, the same building where Candy Spelling has the penthouse. Um, let me see. Was there anything else you'd like to know about Miss Dorothy Wang? She's an, I mean, love, obsessed. So wait. I know a bunch of other people that live in that building now. 
I'm well, starting to make connections. That's anyway. where Miss Candy Spelling lives now that she sold the Spelling Manor many years ago. And she, Dorothy Wang, lives there too. Um, so Dorothy Wang was there, there. So you go, they got mm-hmm. one. Was she alone? Was she with, because she usually attracts some pretty hot guys too. Yeah, there wasn't guys around that table. It, and it was a very, it wasn't even that kind of night. It was a very like sisterhood kind of night. Like, and you just decided to bring your cards or Kelly said, bring your cards and let's do some reading. Where did those cards come from? They were on a table. I found cards in one of the like, uh, was it a sugar shop? Some candy store was like, did all the, what do you call the things in the middle of the table? The little like. Like the, decision. like, yeah. Like the, uh, yes. What do you call that stuff? I don't know, like table dressing, but there's another rule. There's a I, word, and I can't yeah. find it, and I feel like a terrible homosexual. Um, there's a word. I'm, I'm a bad guy at the same it's time. Not, it's not a bouquet. It's something. Anyway, there's like these big baskets in the middle, and they had candies and toys and lollipops, because that was the theme of the thing. And one of them, I was talking to Dorothy, mind you, I was lit. And sitting there sipping my whiskey, and she was not drinking. Kikiing though, because there was a karaoke machine that was terrible and not working, but she sang along with me. While we were sitting down, we didn't get up to sing. And I looked at her, I don't even know how we started talking about something, but I had picked up the deck of cards out of the basket. And I was like, girl, you want to see something? Let me read your cards. And it just kind of like fell into a conversation. We were probably there for like a good hour. And like the rest of the party was happening and Dorothy and I were just right here. Lovely. I love, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Dorothy Wang has enough money to buy that whole fucking. Oh, okay. So get this. I'm not going to say the exact number, but in the reading, I had mentioned, I looked at her and was like, and I said a number out loud and she goes, oh my God, that's exactly how much my house just sold for, or my condo just sold for. And then I looked at her again and I realized like, I, I didn't know like how rich she was. She's rich. Her father. I'm this. She might get mad about this. I don't give a damn. But like, I think she's actually worth doing it. I think she. I, her father is worth a ton of money in China. I think it's like in the billion area. I don't know that they're ever going to. I think it. Him. No, I. I think it might be actually. Like fully crazy rich Asian, and it's sickening. When I tell you that this bitch found the fountain of youth, her skin does not look real. It's like porcelain suede. She's really How pretty. Is that a thing? Oh, so good. Speaking of, all right, so if you think of anyone else that was at Kelly's birthday party, by all means, like, I mean, you're just, you don't think Dorothy Wang is worth mentioning, but here it is slipping out of, <laughs> like, slipping out of your ass. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a really- the Most things in my life, I'm just going around. You know how I knew it was her? Because she was posting on Instagram. That's what, when I clocked it. I said, what is, oh, that's who this is. She loves her Instagram, but good for Kelly for having a bunch of hot guys around her and having there fun. Was one guy that was around her that looked like if TikTok was personified. Like young millennial, like body body, very good looking. He had like the one dangling earring on the side, but he was definitely heteronormative, might swing a couple ways, but like he was what to me, like if TikTok was a person. And I was like, okay, Kelly, you <laughs> Okay, I can picture blonde. I'm picturing blonde. That was like a a sandy blonde. Yes. That's see, I'm just I'm I'm picturing that for Kelly. I'm just manifesting it. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to part one of our sit down with Vicky Vox. And stay tuned for part two where we actually do get into RuPaul's drag race, the drag community, some of the biggest misconceptions about being a drag queen. Some of the other famous people that Vicky Vox knows and runs into, Vicky Vox also lives in the LA area, which means one thing, West Hollywood, which means pump, sir. She walks by, frequents, sees the Vanderpump. So we have Vanderpump talk coming. And also Vicky's a huge Housewives fan. So we go deep on the Housewives. Stay tuned for part two of our sit down with Vicky Vox. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, 
subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.